Welcome to another intriguing episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I am Céline Tricard and I am a producer. Looking at the other visual and storytelling arts, like for example immersive theater, is probably, for me, it's way more similar to VR than traditional filmmaking is. So you have to really shift the way you design your story for this technology. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? The number one source of income for VR will definitely be games. One of the headsets that will be released this year is the PlayStation VR. So every single person who has a PlayStation will be able to just buy the headset and play VR games. Number two is marketing. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and our co-host, of course, is Fred Keating, but he's not joining us this time because he's in Toronto working on a project. But that's okay, because I'm in Banff, Canada, at the Storytelling Summit, which is being put on by the Alberta Media Production Industries Association, as well as the Banff Centre, and what a wonderful location this is and there are creative people from all around North America and beyond attending this seminar and I have one of these presenters with me actually now her name is Celine Trika she's a producer she's a wonderful producer tell us what you do Celine uh, thank you for having me so I am a producer and I'm a specialist of new technologies and how to use those technology to tell stories so my background is as a stereographer which is a specialist of the 3d technology and I am now working a lot with virtual reality where do you do this work? In So I'm from France originally, in case you haven't <laughs> noticed my accent, and I live now in Los Angeles. Splendid. Now let's get into some details. How do you use this new technology for storytelling? Okay, so this is a very vast subject. So, <laughs> okay, there is, okay, for those people who don't know what virtual reality is, is probably you've heard of the Oculus Rift, which is a headset. It's basically like a ski mask and you have a screen and you can look around and you'll, you'll be surrounded by the world of either the game or the story in, cave in case of uh, narrative uh, VR. So my focus as a storyteller is to figure out how to use this extraordinary possibility of bringing my audience inside my story world. How can I use that abili ability to enhance the way I tell stories? So this is really taking the traditional form of storytelling through film and television into a new kind of visual level. Yeah, it's actually, for me, it's a whole new art form. I've heard my friend Jason Goodman say something very interesting yesterday at the panel. He say, stop saying things like VR is the future of cinema because VR is a whole different thing. There is no, it, it's not the future of anything. VR is VR. For me, it's, it's mostly about looking at the other visual and storytelling arts. Like, for example, immersive theater is probably, for me, it's way more similar to VR than traditional filmmaking is. So you have to really shift the way you you design your story for this technology. What new potential do you see for designing a story as a result of the technology? The big potential for me of, of storytelling in VR is, is having the ability to have, to really bring your audience with you in your story world and being 
facing your being felt like they were just like sitting next to your characters and uh, it's so much more compelling and powerful when you do that so you also have to be very cautious i mean the sense of ethnics is is very important in vr again you're taking your viewer you're putting in a situation so there's a lot of haunted houses vr experiences there's a lot of zombie apocalypse of first person shooters I personally don't think this is a great idea to tell those stories in VR because there's a lot of problem in this world and maybe VR is actually the technology that can help us make this world a better place. So um, I'm kind of going all over the place, but yeah. Where do you see the business potential? Where do you see the commercialization of this? I'm, I'm maybe stretching here, but is it in games, for instance? The number one source of income for VR will definitely be games. Um, one of the headsets that will be released this year is the PlayStation VR. So every single person who has a PlayStation will be able to just buy the headset and play VR games. So yes, this is the number one. Number two is marketing. Again, all those headsets will hit the market this year, so people will get very excited. There has been in the past a lot of VR film that were like, released alongside the big movies. For example, Insurgent has a VR experience. Jurassic World had a VR experience as well. So one game, two marketing, and maybe hopefully storytelling, you know, feature films or short films will be next. But as of now, there is no real way of monetizing VR content. Where do you see the career opportunities for people who are interested in this field? There are actually a lot of opportunities because this is so new and that everything's open. A lot of people working in VR are people who used to work in 3D before because this is kind of the next step for us. So, but there is a lot of opportunity for new people to step in, just people who are interested in storytelling and have like a fresh, just fresh ideas. If you take the same old people that do traditional filmmaking and put them in VR, well, maybe it is they won't have the, they, they'll be biased by their, their experience. So. There's a lot of opportunities to like, as shooters, just go out there and shoot in VR. Also all the people who are like developers or programmers, because a lot of VR is using game engine like Unity or Unreal. And of course, storyteller, writers, like how do you write a script for VR? This whole, you know, no, none of those questions has been answered. So you have an opportunity to create, to help create this new language with fresh eyes. So yeah, there's a lot of opportunities out there. Now, I know that some of our listeners are thinking, wow, this is amazing. I want to pursue this. So where would they go to learn this whole new industry and the skills that they need? That's a good question. Uh, there is a couple of workshops and classes that, you know, are start to happen. Uh, I know a lot that has, are happening in Los Angeles, but I know there's also some in other big cities in the world. I would say there is a lot of resources on Facebook. There's like VR professional groups that you can just submit to. The number one education would be just to watch a whole bunch of stuff. So get one of those Google Cardboard that you can buy for 20 bucks uh, on Amazon and it fits any phone and you can just download on your phone VR experiences and watch them. If you can afford it, you can buy the Samsung Gear, which is a hundred bucks and it works with Samsung phones and just watch a whole lot of stuff. And this is for me the best way of learning is like watching stuff and say, oh, I don't, I didn't like this one. And then trying to sit down and make a list of why you didn't like it and then do the same thing for why I did like that experience. And then you can buy your own VR camera. For example, the Ricoh Theta 
is a couple of hundred dollars, if I remember well. It's a very neat, small, easy to use VR camera that doesn't require stitching or any complicated post-production. And you can go out there with your monopod and you can start shooting and make your own uh, web series in VR and, and all those things. So it's actually not that difficult and not that expensive to get started in VR. Now, you mentioned at the top of the interview that you are a producer. What does that mean in the context of VR? Does that mean that you raise the money, put the business deal together and hire the team? Does it mean that and other things as well? No, it's actually pretty similar to any other producing job, which is, you know, having an ID, hiring a writer, supervising the creation of the script and then hiring the key uh, an element of your crew, you know, your DP. I'm also a director, so I direct my own uh, VR films myself and also overseeing post-production and, of course, distribution and selling, trying to sell your content. So it's actually very similar to any other producing job. And how do you raise the money? Is it through crowdfunding? Is it through angel investors, family and friends? Hmm, I wish I knew. No, there is a... Um, there is a lot of money being invested in VR, but on the technology side of things. There is, as of now, very little money invested in content creation, which I think is a big mistake because nobody's going to buy those headsets if there is no good content that goes with it. So we had we made the same mistake in 3D. We tried to sell uh, 3D TV to people. There was no 3D network. There was no 3D content. So what would you buy a 3D TV for? So same here with VR. A half of the job I've done so far, I was hired by brands and big companies to either make a demo reel for their company in VR or just use their VR cameras, you know, do some tests with their VR cameras. And the other half of the time is things that have self-finance because I do believe in the future of this media. So I, I actually invest my own money to, to keep up and going. But things are changing fast. I'm getting more and more uh, paid job offered. So I think by next year, there'll be more opportunity to actually make money with this technology. Now, clearly you see a future in the entertainment industry and the gaming industry. I think you mentioned as well marketing. What do you mean by that? Is making VR experiences that showcase and publicize an upcoming movie or events. So, for example, the, um, this very good yeah, Divergent or Insurgent piece would like showcase scenes that were shot in the movie world with like Kate Winslet, the actress, facing you and you're sitting in this chair and you're like they're experimenting things on you and that was just a very good publicity for the movie so and also for brands of course like you know luxury brand there is a lot of opportunity for them to showcase their product in a very interesting way using this very trendy uh, complicated technology that VR is. So there's a lot of opportunity in, in, in working for, you know, commercials or, or marketing pieces for those brands. Celine, clearly you really understand the creative process. Where did you go to school to start honing your creative skills? And what are some of the things that you've learned since then working in industry? So I went to a film school in Paris called the Louis Lumière Film School. There is only two uh, public school, film school in, in France, and that, that was one of the two that is very well known for is uh, technical excellence. So I've learned my job as a DP um, and a camera uh, technician in that school. And I've also learned the base of 
um, storytelling, screenwriting and directing. The great thing about that school is that also trained us how to understand the set etiquette, you know, how to behave, which is very important when you when you graduate from film school and you're on your first job on a film set and you make big mistakes because you, you know, don't use the right word to talk to people and you don't understand the chain of command. So I was lucky going to that school and not having this knowledge. So what I've learned since then is mostly how to handle the business side of things. Because when you're going to film school, you learn how to make art and be a storyteller, find your own voice. But there is something they don't teach you. And that I think it's vital is how to handle your brand, you know, how to publicize yourself, how to get out there, how to handle the business sides of things, how to get jobs, how to handle your money, how to raise money and all those things which are vital <laughs> into the film industry and sh that should be part of, you know, your curriculum in, in school, but unfortunately it's not. And what do you think are some of the personality attributes that are really important for anybody who wants to work in a creative career, whether you want to be an actor, a producer, a writer, a director, a musician, a sound engineer, really anything. What are some of the personality attributes? That's a difficult question because those jobs that you've mentioned are, are very different from each other and I think they require different traits. I would speak to what I know, which is directing, producing, and I think it's being identifying the right people to work with you know surround it, surround yourself with the right people it might it might take years to find you know the right dp or the right ac or the right post production supervisor it might take a lot of jobs to get to find those people but once you have them this is a good reason why like Steven Spielberg, you look at his, the credits of his film, it's always the same people. It's the family that travel with him from film to film because it took him a, a whole career to find those people. And they are very precious. So find the right people. On a more personal uh, note, I would say be bold and don't be afraid of having a diverse cast and crew. Hire women, you know, hire minorities. Those people are going to bring their own world with them and that's going to make your story and your project even richer. If it's a crew all made of women, then maybe it's not going to be as rich as a crew full of, you know, men and women and uh, African-American, Asians and all you know type of people. So that would be my personal advice. And then just be ready to work hard and long day and maybe not make a lot of money for a long time and just be passionate about what you do. Really, I think you mentioned a very important thing, which is, we always say this in this podcast, it's a team sport. You work in teams. You can't really do it alone. You mentioned Steven Spielberg, that he always works with the same people, which I think goes to trust, right? You earn the trust of people and then they ask you back. Yeah, it's, it's just making a movie is such a personal thing. It's your baby. So you need you need to trust the people. Yeah, I mean you're giving them a big chunk of you know a big chunk of your life. So yeah, and again it might take years, but that's okay. And you'll find the right people for each position that you love to work with, and all and just be open to the especially when you're a director and a producer, 
you think that a movie is only your own vision, but it's it's really not. I'm I'm always asking for my DP opinion. I'm always asking for my the people I trust, their opinion, their take on things because I know that one person cannot see the whole you know the whole picture. So you need yeah, as you said yourself, it takes a village. Splendid. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? I would just say uh, be curious. The VR is a very fascinating new world that is open to a lot of young people and also despite the fact that it's a, it's a complicated new technology there is a lot of women out there so if there is women interested in that technology there's a Facebook group named Women in VR and there's another one named VR Girls you should be part of there's a lot of job offers just be yeah be bold and come with us because it's going to be fun wonderful thanks for this great advice Celine thank you for joining us thank you so much thanks for tuning in to monetizing your creativity Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity. <laughs>